it allows us to sort of be the, uh, the receiver of that shefa, that uh, divine movement in Shemayim. We become, we experience it. And also, it become, we become sort of, uh, you know, partners in that process. And that's really the tachlis for us, for the Rabbanu Shalom wants to give us himself, but he wants us to sort of be a part of that process of, uh, of that divine light to come to the world. So that's how this Hashem in general, what's going on in Shemayim, we reflect it. And that's the same thing with Rosh Hashanah. So Be'ikr, what we're going to be discussing tonight, and again, maybe if, if you don't have time uh, by next week also, it's going to be based on what's go- what we know from the Sermon Akhtarishim, what's going on at Shemayim by Meirev, by Shacharis, by Musaf, by Shaifer, v'chulu, v'chulu. And our Avaidah is, again, as I said, to parallel that, to, to reflect it, and to translate what's happening in Shemayim within the soul, within the Nefesh Adam. Uh, now, the way we know what's going on in Shemayim is not... Uh, I'm not making it up. What's going on in Shemayim, we know Bikr's from the Arizal. The Riyadh Kaddish was Megala. Everything that's going on in Shemayim. Obviously, he received it. It goes back to the Nevi'im already. But uh, the Arizal was Megala, what's going on in Shemayim. And, and, and Sivir Hasidus, in general, are the ones to sort of translate what that means in the Nefesh. So again, we're not, I'm not going to be giving you spitballing Mar Mekaymas. We'll just talk and, uh, and we'll take it from there. So, point number one. Like, what is Rosh Hashanah? What is Rosh Hashanah? Bechlal. What's happening in Rosh Hashanah? Bechlal. And then we'll go into the details. So, things like this. You know, the Baltani pointed out that we call it Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. He says, why don't we call it Tchilas Hashanah? I guess it's the beginning of the year. It's the first day of the year. Tchilas Hashanah. We call it Rosh Hashanah. Why? So, Baltani said that the fact that we call it Rosh Hashanah means that Rosh Hashanah is not just the first day of the year, the first two days of the year. Rosh Hashanah is the head of the year. The head of the year. Now, just as when it comes to a human being, the head is not just the beginning of your body. Everything that's going to be in your body, all the details, everything that's, that is your body is contained in your head. The head is, is, the, is the headquarters of everything that's going to be within you. Rosh Hashanah, therefore, is a day, it's not just the first day of the year. Rosh Hashanah is a day where the objective is to define and to clarify the head. The head. And that means to establish within ourselves what exactly our, our general mahalach is, what our general mahalach chayim is. It's not about details. It's not about details. Very often what frustrates people in Rosh Hashanah is the thought, and we all know this, that, well, Rosh Hashanah is going to be over soon, and then we're back to, uh, you know, like all the inspiration, like what is that, where does that take us? The answer is that that's a flawed, that's a flawed logic. Rosh Hashanah itself... Those 48 hours is its own entity, it's its own universe. It's, the, it's establishing your head. It's establishing your head. And everything that goes forward in the rest of the year is going to be affected by that. You know, we know in halacha there's such an idea that, that if a person, let's say, for example, has to, has to do something and he has to have a certain kavana. Uh, you have to write a Sefer Torah, so you have to have kavana l'shma, that it should be l'shem Sefer Torah. A person's writing a get, who knows, things that need l'shma. So the halacha is that when a person begins that process, and they have the right kavana, then everything else that follows is stam, as Aldas Rishayin Hawaii says, just going with that, with, that, with that kavana. The idea is that when something begins with a certain mindset, it's not just, okay, that's the beginning and the rest is whatever. That mindset is, is, is contained within everything that follows suit. So the Ikarin the of Rosh Hashanah is to establish the brain of the year. It's to establish your brain. It's to establish that Rosh. And then even, then, even if you don't have those kavanas the rest of the year, once you started the Sefer Tarlishma, the rest automatically follows with that. 
And so Rosh Hashanah is its own little universe. The fact that a person maybe is not going to be able to hold on to that inspiration or those madregas following after that, that's completely irrelevant. The Avaida is Rosh Hashanah itself. Let me share with you a couple lines from Sikha Sarans from uh, Rav Nassim. So I mentioned this on Shabbos, but uh, on the afternoon. So in Sikha Saran Chothalaf, he says like this, Rosh Hashanah, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, it's just going with this idea of Rosh Hashanah being the brain of the entire year, the brain of the person. Rabbi Nachman said that in Rosh Hashanah, the Ikri is that a person should be in the category of Chacham. That's your title on Rosh Hashanah. You're a Chacham. Meaning, That in Rosh Hashanah, the Ikra is, one of the, the Ikra Vaidis is for a person to control one's thoughts, to only think, to, as much as possible, to think good thoughts, to think positive thoughts about Hashem Yisbarach, to think positive thoughts about other Jews, positive <laughs> thoughts about themselves. The Ikra is the Machshava, because again, Rosh Hashanah is the brain of the year. And so, to reflect that, your brain, one of the Ikra things of Rosh Hashanah is to try to have a clear head, to try to think good thoughts. Which is something on Shabbos we'll talk about. The person has to have Simcha on Rosh Hashanah. And he says, and he says in particular, in particular, the first day of Rosh Hashanah is Ikra to have good thoughts. But anyway, that's, that's the idea of Rosh Hashanah being sort of the brain. Sort of the brain. That's why it's interesting, on Rosh Hashanah davening, we describe it as Hayyayim Haras Oilam. Today, the, the birthday of the world, but haras really means pregnancy, like as if the world is in the womb, kiviachal. Uh, and, 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 and being in the womb means it's like the brain, like nothing yet has born yet, it's not the body, it's the brain. It's the brain. That's what Rosh Hashanah is. That's what Rosh Hashanah is. <clears throat> okay, so because of that, the Ikra Avayda of Rosh Hashanah is therefore going to revolve around establishing some general m- general ideas of life itself, general ideas. It's not about details, it's not about details, it's about general concepts. When a person is, when a person is, uh, is uh, you know, when a person is going on, a, setting up a project, a business, or, or whatever the case may be, the beginning, the beginning, the brain, ha- there has to, you have to establish that algorithm, you know, that real solid foundation of, of that succinct, very clear mission statement. And then once you have that clear, succinct mission statement, then the details will follow. And hopefully everything will be, will, and that mission statement will be mislabish. That mission statement will be contained in everything that you do. Rosh Hashanah, as the brain of the year, and as the time of where you're trying to establish your brain, the Ikra Avaidah is to clarify that mission statement. What's the mission statement of Avaidah Hashem? What's the mission statement of my life? What's the mission statement of the Bria? And then everything that you do in the course of the year, that mission statement will will be pulsating within it. It will be the neshama that's giving it life. But that's the Iker thing. You know, there's a, there's a mice, I've said this a number of times, it's, a, it's an important one to remember, especially this time of year, that um, the Rebbe Rashab of Obavitch, he was known to be a very big Amkin, and he would uh, get lost in his thoughts very often. So, uh, the mice goes, he was traveling, you know, he was going on a Shpatsir, he got lost in his thoughts, and he ended up in the non-Jewish part of town. And one of the policemen, one of the, the policemen of the Tsar, came over to him, the officers, and says, you know, where's your papers? Who are you? You know, who are you? What are you doing here? And so Rashab was going to pay attention until the, the cop gave him a nudge. No, I asked you a question. Who are you? What are you doing here? And so Rashab said, whatever the czar is paying you, I'll pay you double if you come to my house every day and ask me those questions. Who are you? What are you doing here? That is the question that we have to clarify for ourselves in Rosh Hashanah. All of davening, the entire avoid of Rosh Hashanah, from Mayrev until Mayrev, it's all revolving around clarifying those questions. Who are you and what are you doing here?
That's the Ikra Vayda Rosh Hashanah. So what we're gonna what we're gonna go is like this. Let's first discuss Malchias Ruchanis and Shifras, and how Malchias Ruchanis and Shifras sort of the kavanah to have during those brachas, and we'll use that as a starting point, and then we'll expand to Meir of Shachras, v'chul v'chul. So what's the answer to that question of who are we and what are we doing here, right? That's, 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 that's the Iker question. Who are we, what are we doing here? No. The answer, we know the answer, I think. The, the, the answer to that is contained in Malchus, Sukhanis, and Shaifus. What is Malchus? We begin with Malchus. Sukhanis, Malchus, talking about Hashem is the king. The Tachlis Abriya, the purpose of all creation, as we say in Shmanasri of Rosh Hashanah, is... Yeda kol The Tachas Abri is the Rabbanishal created us with one single purpose, which is to be vehicles for Gila Kavit Shemayim, to reveal the Rabbanishal's presence in the world, that we should, be, we should be the vehicles for Hashem's presence to come into the world. The Tachas is, and it's through Nishmas Yisrael, it's through Nishmas Yisrael that everything in the Bria becomes alive and, and will eventually be full of God's presence. Now, this, this idea, by the way, of like, this is who we are, this is what we're about, we are just these creatures that are driven to reveal God's presence, it feels very, like, not natural to us, because we just, like, want to go to sleep, and we just want to enjoy ourselves. But the truth is, that's if, you know, the, the life that we're in right now, this 120 years, is a very small sliver of, of our history. We were existing from the beginning of creation until we were born X number of years ago, and all we were doing was revealing God's presence. All we were doing was serving the Rabbanu and however, whatever the function of the Nisham is. And after this 120 years, for the rest of eternity, that's what we're going to be doing. That's who we are. That's what we've been doing forever. It's this little sliver of time that we get super confused about who we are, and we become uh, convinced that who we are, just regular human beings that just want to have a good time, and we have this responsibility called Yiddishkeit. It's Bechalan who we are. It's who we are. It's never been who we are. It's never going to be who we are. What what it is, what neshama is, is a piece of the rabbanishmos malchus. What we are is 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 a custom made entity to reveal God's presence in the world, to experience God's presence, and allow that experience to pulsate in all of reality. That's who we are. That's who we are. But in order for that to happen, you got to go through a few basic steps. That's a that's a big ask to. You know, to look at a person, to look at yourself like that. But let's go sl- slowly, slowly. It begins with Malchias. What is Malchias? Malchias means step one in this clarification of who am I and what am I doing here. Step one is to realize that I'm created for a purpose. This is something I've talked about, you know, I think two weeks ago on Shabbos. I, don't, I think it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago. That one of the Ikar Avaidas of Rosh Hashanah, the most basic, the most basic is for a person to remember that you were created for a tachlis. What does Ramchal write in the beginning of Yisrael Yisharim? Right. He says, Yisayda chasidis v'sharish ha'avayda t'mima The beginning, the, the foundation of all of what this Hashem is what? Yisha yizbar v'yisames eitzel adam that it should become clarified and known well to a person. Ma'achav osav olam What is our response? What are we doing here? What are we here for? The most basic, the most basic, you know, fund, fundamental truth that we have to begin to to wrap our brains around when it comes to Rosh Hashanah is that we were created for a purpose. And that purpose that we were created for is not just like this nine to five thing. That's who we are. It defines us. That's mamash who we are. When you're talking about Malchus, Malchus means that there's a king 
and means everyone else is a part of that kingdom that has a share in developing that kingdom and establishing it and making it purposeful and making it functional. That's what Malchus is. When we talk about, you know, in the bracha of Malchus, so one of the kavanas that a person could think about in a very practical way to make it, to make it tangible is a person could daven by Malchus, one of the Iker things to daven for is that Rabbanu Shalom, you should show me what my shlichus is. Because we all know generally what we're here. Okay, we're here to keep to our mitzvahs. That's our job, keep to our mitzvahs. But that's general. Befrat, what is my job? What is my job? What is my general job? What's my general shlichus? And what are the side shlichus that you send me along in this world? Because the Svarm explained that every single neshama, besides the sort of the, the, the regular Torah mitzvahs that we all keep, every neshama has its ikr shlichus in the world, its ikr mission, its ikr corner in, in, in the Malchus of the Rabbana Shalom, that its, that its job, its essence, is to fix, is to fix. And because of that, by the way, this is, a, this is just a good chizik on the side to know, the Ishbitzer said that, you know, once your shlichus is accomplished, that means uh, time's up, right? But no, Hashem Yisbaruch wants Yidin to live a long life. So you know what he does? He holds you back from being able to know what your shlichus is and from being able to accomplish the Iker shlichus in order to give you more riches yom. And along the way, you'll have little side jobs. You do this, you do that. Very often, the Iker, the Iker, you know, uh, shlichus of a person is not known to them or it's dafka, something that they struggle with the most only until mamish years later, until eventually you're able to break through. And by the time you eventually you accomplish it, then already it's uh, 120. So one of the Iker, you know, one of the Iker things to daven for when it comes to Malchus is Ravana Shloilam, I should know what my tachlis is, I should know what my tafkit is, and I should have the strength to bear it. I should have the strength to bear it. It's one of the Iker, the Iker things to think about when it comes to Malchus. You know, again, by the way, this is not only something to daven for yourself. Like obviously, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, you're davening for your family and for everyone else. That a person should know what their tachlis is. They should know what their tachlis is. And they should know that a person shouldn't feel, shouldn't feel that they're just like, okay, you know, it is what it is, and uh, you know, I'm just floating in outer space, just a speck of nothing, you know. Malchus means that I'm something. I was created for a purpose. Rabbanu should give me the strength to know what that purpose is and to accomplish it. That's Malchus. That's Malchus. Now, by the way, w- along with Malchus, Ruchonis, and Shaifers, we also bless Shaifer. What's, what's the Shaifer? See, Shaifer, there's a, there's a lot to talk about. I just want to give one angle, one Nakuda for each point. That's all. Just keep it, to try to keep it as simple and succinct as possible. In um, the Rashash, Rosh Sharavi, the great Makobo, so the Minig by him in his base Medrash was that before Shaifer, there was, a, there was a whole like drasha, like a Musashimus that he once said, and was, it was written down after Yontif. And every year, Keseder, even after he was Nifter, they would read it over. So in that Musashimus of the Rashash, he talks about Shaifer. And he says the Ikra Inya of Shaifer is, it's that, obviously it's a physical sound that's being blown from a Shaifer, but it's an expression of a very deep pain and a deep tshuva that the person is doing. Not for any specific aver. The tshuva of shayfer and the sound of shayfer is the person calling out from the depths of their heart, Rabbanu Shalom, I'm so sick of living a selfish life. Because let's understand, all that we're talking about, of answering that question of who am I, what am I doing here, means that you're living for a purpose. And that purpose that you're living for is beyond your little self. Beyond your little self. The ikr kol of the shayfer, when, when we blow the shayfer, again, for Malchus, Rukhanis, and shayfers, what we're saying is, 
I'm sick and tired of being selfish. I'm sick and tired of being tiny, of being small. Like the Ramam says, for example, Shaifer is about waking a person up, right? We're asleep, Shaifer wakes you up. When you're asleep and you have a dream, let's say, your entire universe is completely self-generated, right? You're not actually interfacing and relating with anything real. It's all just completely in your own head. What does it mean spiritually for a person to be asleep? Spiritually to be asleep means that you're completely self-centered. Who am I? What am I doing here? What do you mean? I, I am the entire universe. What do you mean? The question itself doesn't start if, you're complete, if a person's wrapped up in themselves. The whole avoid of Shoifer is to get out of that, is to, is to be sickened by being so small, by being sickened by being so selfish. And that, that kol panimi, that inner voice of like, I'm bigger than this, I should be bigger than this, that is driving... Malchias, Zechreinus, Shreifers, all these Pratim that we're going to be talking about, when a person says Malchias and the person saying, is asking the Rabbanu Shalom, you know, give me chizik that I should know who, that I should, I should embrace my mission, I should know my mission, I should accomplish my mission, that the, the Uba Meh, what's pushing that? What makes that request that much more potent and powerful? It comes with the sound of the Shreifer that the person is repulsed by, by not having the answer. I, I can't stand anymore living a life where I'm just like stam for myself and just going through the motions. I, I'm, I hate being asleep. When a person has that inner drive of like, the alternative is so depressing, it's so small and so tiny, and then the, from there the person says malchias and chorus and shayfers, it becomes much more potent, much more powerful. So that's malchias. Malchias is trying to establish the most basic element, which is I was created and then I was created for a purpose. And it's davening for Rabbanu Shalom that I should realize that truth, I should be conscious of that truth, and I should know what my purpose is. Then you move on to Zechreinus. What's Zechreinus? Zechreinus is built on that. Okay. So now, I know I've, I was created for a purpose. The Rabbanu Shalom created me, and he sent me on this mission. And hopefully the Rabbanu Shalom will give me the clarity to know what that mission is. But here's the next step. The next step is, is that while I'm going on this mission, it's very overwhelming and depressing to feel that you're doing this on your own. Zechreinus means, Zechreinus means that even when the Rabbani Shalom sends you on your mission, he's still thinking about you. And you know what it means when the Rabbani Shalom thinks about you? When the Rabbani Shalom thinks about you, it means that you feel that embrace. When a, when a person is, um, when a person feels, you know, the Gemara says that if a person finds themselves somewhere, and all of a sudden they're gripped by some fear. They don't even know why. It's just like, Stam, something's going on to make them crazy. So the Gemara says, one of the eights is to say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Why does that work? So Stam gives you the confidence because now you believe, you know, you remind yourself of Hashem Yisbarach. It's deeper than that. The Svarmak Hashem explained is because when a person says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem what's happening is that, that at that moment, when Hashem hears his name, when Hashem hears you know, Hashem al Hashem Echad, the Rabbanu Shalom all of a sudden thinks about you. And whenever the Rabbanu Shalom thinks about you, all of a sudden, you feel calm. There's a certain confidence that comes with that. There's a reassurance that everything is going to be okay. In other words, fine, after Malchus, I'm created, I have a mission. But who says I'm going to accomplish that mission? Who says I'm going to work out? Who says maybe my life will be a failure? Maybe at the end of the day, the Rabbanu Shalom after 120 will look at me and say, no, that was completely off. Completely off. Complete waste of time. Okay, let's back to the, you know, throwing you in the, in the scrap heap, we're going to make a new version of you. How do you know? Maybe, maybe, it'll talk, maybe it won't work out. Zechreinus says, that's 
not possible. So Chaynes means the Rebbe was always thinking of you. He's all, you're always on his mind. And if you're always on his mind, it means the Rebbe was always thinking of Eitzes to make sure that you accomplish your mission properly. That's why in Zechreinus, the person that we, the, 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 the bracha of Zechreinus, the person that we talk about is someone that we don't usually think about too much, except for once a year, Noyach. The whole thing is about Noyach. What's Noyach? Noyach means, it says, Hashem remembered Noyach and every, all the animals and so on. Noyach means the Rabbanu Shalom promises it's going to work out. Noyach means the Rabbanu Shalom promises the world will continue. It'll go through its ups and downs, masking. And you might uh, take some wrong turns along the way. But I promise you, says Rabbanu Shalom, I promise to Noyach. I remember Noyach. I remember you. You're not lost. You're not just floating around in outer space. Even if you have your mission, I guarantee you, you'll accomplish it. By hook or by crook. Bal Yidach Men the Pasuk says, the Rabbanu Shalom promises every neshama ultimately will make it to the end. When you daven Zechreinus, one of the things to think about is, Rabbanu Shalom, you should give me this... You, I should feel that confidence. Confidence is such an important part of Rosh Hashanah. On Shabbos, we'll talk about this, Bez Hashem. People have a complete... There's a very big misconception about Rosh Hashanah B'chlal that it's all about dread. and All, like, all Rosh Hashanah is just an Asana Taikif. Like That's the entire... entirety of Rosh Hashanah is just the moment of an Asana Taikif. That's a part of Rosh Hashanah. But the Ikar Avayda of Rosh Hashanah is that with all that, to then be super confident in the Rabbanu Shalom, the Rabbanu Shalom, with all those fakes and all those uncertainties about the coming year, I know you have my back. It's the Ikar Avayda of Rosh Hashanah, is to have that confidence. And that's Zechreinus. That's Zechreinus. And again, when you say Zechreinus, what is pushing, what's driving that tefillah? Bashoif. Where the person is feeling, with the sound of the shoif, the person is, 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 is sensing that this is not just a nice thing to have. Like that little pat on the back, oh, it'll be, you know, it'll be nice to know that everything works out. No, 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 no. There's no alternative. I cannot stand living a life where I don't feel that confidence. Shoifer makes every bracha that you're saying desperation mode. There's no alternative. It's not like a nice thing, oh, it'll be nice to have malachi, it's nice. No, 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 there's no alternative. I am completely broken and completely miserable without this. One of the things to think about with Zechreinus is to think about other Yidin that maybe feel completely abandoned. Maybe a person, maybe in their own, maybe in your own life, I mean, you know, I hope, person in, in their own life, maybe they feel completely confident and secure and there's nothing that they're really super worried about long term. But I guarantee you there's other Yidin that are. And so there's a lot, and there's a lot of Jews out there that feel completely forgotten, completely forgotten, whether it be because of, I'm not going to, you name it, whatever the situation might be in a person's life, there are many Jews that feel completely abandoned and, for, and forgotten. The Rebbe Shalom remembers everyone except for me. And so that's one of the things to think about by, by Zechariah is to daven that every Jew should feel remembered. When you have Yidin, that it's a time to daven for, for Yidin that they should find Yiddishkeit. Because again, Zechariah means the Rebbe Shalom is guaranteeing that your mission will be accomplished. And there are certain Yidin that they're living a lifestyle where it doesn't seem on the path of their mission. And so Zechariah is a time to daven that everyone should be remembered and everyone should feel that memory, and everyone should remember who they are as well. That's Zechreinus. It's a very, very powerful time, Zechreinus. And then finally, you get to Shaifers. What's Shaifers? So, so I've established who I am. I've established my mission. I've established my confidence that my mission will be accomplished. I established that sense of comfort that the Rebbe Shalom has my back. What's Shaifers? Shaifers is the following. Shaifers is asking the Rabbanu Shalom, it's going to sound a little funny, 
Shoferis is asking the Rabbanu Shalom that I should taste a little bit of Olam Haba right now. What do I mean? Again, what's the purpose of, what's my avayda? Again, whatever my shlichus is, maybe it's, for one guy it's Bikr Chaylam, for another guy it's Mincha, for another guy it's Mesechus Yivamis, who knows, whatever it is, you know, but whatever your shlichus is, ultimately speaking, the purpose of you, of that mission, is as I said in the beginning, Yeda Kol Polki that the Rabbana Shalom's presence should be felt and pulsating and known in all of creation through you. That's Olam Haba. That's what's going to be through us. The entire world is going to become saturated with Elokos. Mamish. Mamish. Every stone will be able to, you'll scream out, will scream out the Rabbana Shalom's presence because of our Avaidah. Shaifris means, Rabbana Shalom, I'd rather not wait that long. Let me taste a little bit of what I'm accomplishing right now. See, in the bracha of Shaifris, the theme of Shaifris is the Rabbana Shalom revealing himself. The bracha of Shaifris talk about two things. The fact that there was a Shaifer by Harsinai, and there will be a Shaifer with the coming of Mashiach. The Shaifer that we talk about by Shaifris means that it's, it's the Shaifer of revelation. It's a Shaifer that, reve- that the Rabbana Shalom reveals himself through. By Harsinai, it wasn't just the Rabbana Shalom giving us Torah. That, the Rabbana Shalom could have done that in a very subtle way. Harsinai was not subtle. Harsini was the Rabbanu Shalom gave us Torah, and along with that, a sound of Shaifer blew, and the Rabbanu Shalom revealed himself. It was a taste of what's going to be lost in love. It was a taste of Yomaisa Mashiach. When you daven Shaifris, you're saying to the Rabbanu Shalom, okay, this is my mission, this is who I am, this is what I was created for, and I know conceptually that you have my back. But I want to be able to taste a little bit of that, of that pleasure of knowing what I'm doing, to know what I'm doing. Not just to know how to do it, but I should know what I'm doing. I should experience a little bit of me'en o'elam haba in this world. What does that look like? It, it looks like, you know what it's like? It's like the... What does it feel like? What does it feel like? Yeah, it feels like... Okay, I don't know. But <laughs> maybe what it feels like is... You know, there's, there are certain moments in life where you feel that you're doing something very big or where you're connecting to something very big. What's a good example of that? I mean, it could be something small, like even getting swept up in an again or feeling part of like a, a, a revolution or walking down the aisle. Or when you do something and you know in your bones, like, this is major. There's a certain pleasure, a very deep pleasure, in being connected to something awesome. And, exper- and sort of getting swept up in that. That's, that's, this, that's such a tiny little piece, uh, a fraction of a fraction, of, of the pleasure that a person experiences by becoming enraptured in Elikus. Honestly, it's hard to explain. You have to experience it a little bit. The person has to experience that moment of, you know, when you had a good davening, right? It's an amazing thing. When you have a good davening, you feel so satisfied. Even though, like, you didn't get answered yet. It's like you're taking three steps back, you know, and you're wiping the tears off your face, and you're, th- and you're feeling, oh, I just, amazing. What do you mean? You just davened for uh, Parnassa, and the, it's not like a money bag just came down from heaven. Like, what happened? There, there's, a certain, there's a certain deep tanug in getting lost in that which is bigger than you. That's a me'en o'ilam haba. It's a me'en o'ilam haba. Yeah. The joy of the accomplishment when you finish a shot. Well, 
okay, they, they, when someone's like you, they finish us. <laughs> that's, also, that's also part of it. There's two types of pleasures. There's a pleasure which is very much egocentric, uh, eating food, um, I don't know, covet, these types of vinyana. Then there's a deep, much deeper tanag of, of getting lost in something much bigger than you. That's, again, it, it's, it's hard to give mish- It's very hard. It's, 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 it's hard. That's, so, by the way, and that's also something to daven for by Shafras. By Shafras, a person can daven for, uh, for intellectual things. And as Rabbi Shalom, I'm davening mincha every single day of my life. I have no idea what mincha is. I know, I know what mincha looks like, but I have no idea what mincha is. Rabbi Shalom, I'm putting out tefillin every single day. And I know, I know that every single day's tefillin is completely new. And it's a new inyan and new oilamis. I don't know what that means, and I've never experienced it. So that's what we daven for. Because it's going to be shown, that every single mincha, every single hanachas tefillin was a completely different universe. And we have no shaykhs to this. We're completely living in a completely tiny little cage. So shaykhs means, shaykhs means the daven to expand your horizons. That's what shaykhs is. It's an opportunity to daven that there should be a giloy, there should be a revelation. I should be able to come in contact with something bigger than me. And again, and we actually blow the shaykhs by shaykhs, what, what, that, that sound of the shoifer is, 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 giving, is giving potency to that tefillah by saying, this is not a nice thing that I would love to have. There's no other option. I can't stand live, living in my little prison anymore, just going through the motions and davening mincha every day and not knowing what I'm doing. Not knowing what I'm doing, not feeling what I'm doing. That's what shoifer says. Anytime a person feels any numbness in Yiddishkeit, shoifer says a time to daven to feel. That's what shoifer says. And all this together, Malchus, Zuchernes, and shoifer that's the essence of Rosh Hashanah. It's establishing the, the algorithm, the theme, the mission statement. This is who I am. This is what I'm for. This is what I'm about. Finished. And the rest of the year, once you have that stamped, once you have that established in Rosh Hashanah, everything just follows suit. Even if you don't feel it. Like I said, the beginning is with Lishma, the rest is Stamma Lishma. That's the process. That's how it goes. A few more minutes. A few more minutes. We'll see how much we can do. Okay, but this all begins Rosh Hashanah night. Start with Meirev. So, so now we have the general, again, until now we just sort of set up the general theme that what are we trying to accomplish Rosh Hashanah in our own heads. But now let's go step by step, if that's okay. And again, it's, it's getting late, I know, so just a few more minutes. What's the Iker Kavana to think Rosh Hashanah night? What's the Iker Avoid of Meirev? The Iker Avoid of Meirev, you know, in Chabad, the, it was a Masar by the, by the Rebbe's of Chabad that that Rosh Hashanah night was, uh, it was in Russian, I can't say it in Russian, but it was, it was the night of the coronation. That's what they used to call it. And the Rebbe's of Chabad, Shachris and Musaf, they had long Shmanesres, but it wasn't like crazy long. It wasn't like unbelievably long. Myrif, first night of Myrif, hours, mamish hours of Shmanesres. What's the Avoid of Rosh Hashanah night? The Avoid of Rosh Hashanah night is very important and it sets the tone for the entire Yantif. The Avoid of Rosh Hashanah night is like this. It's going to sound a little funny. It's to take everything of the past year and to return it to the Rabbanu Just give it all back. Just to give it all back. Because that's the way it works. When we... The, the, the klal is, you, you, you raise things up, you give things back to the Rabbanu he gives you new things. Rosh Hashanah Knight is trying to establish, is trying to you know, push the button and, and, and the lever of the Rabbanu giving you a new year. Well, the only way to do that is if you take the past year and you give it back to him. What does that mean? It means that that's what, that's what probably took hours by the rabbis. That 
to go through everything that you, that, that you went through this year. Obviously, you know, yeah. it's going to be, it's not like that, but just bichlal, to go through what this past year is. All the goods, all the bads. Everything you have, everything you don't have. And some total, some total, it's all from the Rabbani Shalom. Everything I have is from him. Everything I don't have is from him. It's all him. Everything was a cheshben. Everything's exactly the way it was supposed to be. It was exactly what I needed, exactly at that moment. That's called taking everything that you've had this past year and giving it back to God. And it means, by the way, even tainus, even complaints that you had. Rosh Hashanah is a time of emes. Emes, it's all leading to him, Kippur, that chasima. We have to parallel that, like I said in the beginning. And the way to parallel that is to be brutally honest. And maybe we'll talk about this closer to Rosh Hashanah. To be brutally honest, we have complaints. We have times. We have times against Rabbanu Shalom, but B'derach we don't allow ourselves to think like that because we're from, at least we think we are. And so because of that, we don't allow ourselves to have those times. Rosh Hashanah night is a time of honesty. It means that you think back this past year and say, you know what? I think I, I, think I deserve better. Or you know what? I, I think I deserve better than that guy, that's for sure. All these things that we sort of bottle up that we're not really really honest about. Rosh Hashanah is about being honest and taking all of that and Tzach HaKol, I still believe in you. Hashem Melech, Hashem Melech, Hashem Yimlech, with all my titans. That's the Ikravoy of Rosh Hashanah night. Bimam Lech Hashem. Take everything and put it back to Rabbanish. Now once you do that Rosh Hashanah night, then when it comes to Rosh Hashanah day and you talk about Shachris and Musaf, now you're beginning, then you could sort of now that you returned everything to Rabbanu Shalom at night, now the Rabbanu Shalom gives you a new beginning by Rosh Hashanah day. And that new beginning is again the brain, the mind, and you establish to yourself, okay, I'm being recreated right now. So it's the head of the new year, because now I got a new year because I gave last year back. So this new year I'm being given now, I'm now establishing the mission statement. And again, as I said, who am I, what am I doing here? Malchi Yisrochonis and Shafras. Now although Malchi Yisrochonis and Shafras we only say on Musaf, but the truth is, that's the Kavanah for Shachris too. Shachris is not as long, but the Iker Kavanah of Shachris is like that as well. So, maybe session we'll stop with this. Maybe next week we'll finish. We still have to clarify, okay, so that mission statement that we're talking about, the Malchis, Zuchonis, and Shachris, what's unique to Shachris versus Musaf, and what's the difference between Shtil Shemenesrei and Laut Shemenesrei, Chazar Sashat, and what's the difference between the first day and the second day? But again, but tonight, just to establish the Iker, which is, B'cholos Rosh Hashanah is establishing the brain, the mission statement, who are we, what are we doing here? That's Klolius Malchus Zuchanus and Shifras. And Rosh Hashanah night, give the last year back to God, and then he'll give you a new year, and you clarify that mission statement for this coming year on Rosh Hashanah day. Okay, Bez Hashem, uh, next week we'll be Messiah this, and uh, hopefully in your Shalai. You never know. Yeah.